0: So my name is Kelton Burns. I'm uh, the host of Press Y with my co-host Cameron Donahoe, and today we are joined by uh, Mike Strollart. Yep, I'm Mike. <laughs> and could could you uh, could you introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Uh, well, I can introduce myself. I am Mike, the um, the director for Below the Stone and the artist for Below the Stone. The the um, lead artist. Uh, I work with a a great team on this game and. Um, I'm glad to be able to share this with everyone.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show with us. Uh, how, how we met Mike is we met him at The Mix. Uh, at PAX and his game caught my eye and it, it looks it just looked really cool um, and I kind of overheard a conversation taking place that so was really interesting uh, and so yeah I'm, I'm really stoked to have you on the on, on press Y so could you tell us like how did how did the idea for below the stone come to be like walk us through those beginning stages of like the you know how the how did the sparks happen
1: so the idea for below the stone started sort of as just various passions of mine. I was very interested in dwarves, obviously. So I'm sorry to any gnomes or elves who might be listening. So, but you know, dwarves are the best. But one of the the big things that I wanted to do was create a game that um, resembled the games that I was very passionate about. And it was kind of funny, uh, you know, This idea, I I actually approached our lead programmer in the early days of this concept with this pitch. I said, basically to to summarize, I I made a few concept pieces of art before the game even had a line of code done. And I just said, hey, this is Below the Stone. It's a game about dwarves. It's a roguelike. It's about mining. It's where every descent you go below the, the stone, you will be risking your items. You'll be forced to face many dangers in a procedurally generated environment in these caves with many, many biomes to explore and many dangers and treasures that await. And yeah, that was pretty much the the pitch for the game when it, when it really got started. How, how big
0: is your team and how big was it originally? And has it expanded since? Like what, what's that journey been like? Uh, what was each
1: person's role? So the journey to build this team was, not something that happened overnight it was something that was first we we started as just two people it was just me and andrew our programmer and what happened was it was just for for about a like he was in college at the time so at the time we were just kind of prototyping stuff and we we were just starting out so we we were thinking well you know, Kickstarter is a way to to get funding for a, an indie game. We don't really have an audience yet, so maybe we can use Kickstarter as a way to to reach people and to get funding for this. So kind of two birds with one stone. And we were thinking, well, this, mu- <laughs> this, this game is very quiet right now. We need some music. So I ended up um, reaching out to a few people. I sent messages on various discords and various channels and servers where people would promote their games and I would ask like I basically said like hey we're looking for a musician and we're interested in hiring somebody and then I got the wave of messages from people and for anybody who's a music inclined person trying to get into the industry this this is what you wouldn't want to do we actually had people just kind of Messaging us a copy paste message. It was just like, oh, here's my SoundCloud. Here's my my rate. Here's the previous tracks I've done. Uh, hope you get back to me. Bunch of copy paste messages like that. And they kind of have to do that because, you know, there, there's so many messages you have to send out and there's so much competition like that they, they're kind of forced to do that, right? But there was one person who had a very interesting response. I had a message from someone named Karam who ended up actually interested in the game. He said, well, tell me more about it. I I love this game. I want to know more. And then we talked for like an hour about what the game was. And then he told me, well, I'm a musician and I'm very interested in being involved in something like this. And, you know, I always tell this part, I I say, um, you know, there, there are two things he could have been doing to me. He could have been completely lying to me and just making this up, like pretending to be interested in the game to get the job. Or he actually meant it and he was very interested in the game and he'd be the perfect fit. I thought to myself, well, even if he was faking me, he put in way more effort than anybody else. So yeah, I was like, all right, well, you know, he's the perfect fit no matter what. So then we ended up hiring him, had him do a few tracks. We just paid him out of pocket, me and Andrew, and then we ended up making a trailer for the game. And later on, we ended up hiring some new developers that are currently on the team. We have Dean, our new programmer, Eric, another programmer who's helped us add controller support for that next convention we were at. Matt, our new artist who's been helping out a lot on the team, and yeah, it's just the team has grown more and more and more as time went on, and now we're here. So in the development process, like so how long, how, how many how many years has uh, the game been in development? So the game has been in development for about three and a half years now if you don't include, like, prototyping and such. So it might be closer to four years, actually, if you include us just kind of diddling around in Unity for the first time and kind of just getting used to working in this engine.
0: If you were to describe each year of development, how would you uh, how would you describe the, the process of each one? Like, I, I'm assuming it's kind of, like, evolved as the game's evolved.
1: Oh, man, that that's a... So if I were to put it into an actual word or a phrase for every year of development. I'd say the the first year was learning, the second year was getting our footing right. The third year was maybe we got this and now it's all right, we're we're finally here. So I think that's the best way to, to define every year.
0: And so how old were you when you first began developing the game?
1: I think so i was about i think i was 20 or 21 years old when it first started so what made you
0: like realize like oh, i'm gonna make a game and like obviously this is a really long commitment like to, to, to pursue something like this for for three years plus is like you know you really have to like believe in what you're doing so like what like how would you what would you attribute that towards or like what keeps you going like what why do you why do you have so much uh, faith in uh, below the stone
1: um you know. I, I think my faith in the game comes from and I actually worked on games prior to Below the Stone, but they're all hobbyist things. They're all just sort of like I would do the art for something, I would I would do a little commission here and there for for games. But I think where where I get my inspiration is it's a game that I would want to play, but it's also something where it's it's something like a statement as well for me. I started the the journey really when I was kind of like uh, one, one of the, the, the stories I remember was when I was in high school, I, I had a guidance counselor. Uh, I was 18 at the time and you know, they were asking, okay right, well what's your plan? You know, what are you going to be doing? And I didn't know. I, I just wanted to work in video games. And we had a, um, I had like a little prototype game at one point that I was working with, with somebody. We had a website for it and we, we I, I showed her, I was like, oh here we have this website and everything. And she was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. You're already getting started on this stuff. And um, so I heard there's there's video game schools that teach you how to make video games. Maybe you should look into that. And to me, I was like, I don't need a video game school to teach. I have YouTube, lady, you know? <laughs> so uh, I was like, all right, well, do, do I need to, like, can I prove that somebody, without needing to go through the regular process, can I prove that I can get into this can I prove based on what we were making that we could get into the industry that we can get our foot into the industry and yeah I I don't know if that that is too elaborate of an answer for that question but no not at all do you
0: think if you sat down with your 18 year old self now you would still like uh, recommend YouTube University
1: I think so I think YouTube University it still teaches me quite a lot so is that a route that you recommend for any kind of blossoming game developers that's a hard one because i i think the the i would recommend for indie developers just getting into the industry to have some if you want to do this for your life this is something that you know you want to do long term this isn't just a hobby this isn't this is something you want to do long term and you're just getting started you're young i would say start by have some sort of part-time job on the side to make some money and just spend your time off of work working on this thing that way you have some sort of money on the side that you're you're growing. And also just work on this as a hobby thing and see where it goes from there. And post around, put yourself out there, just find find various, there's various discords for like game developers and stuff, for people who are fans of pixel art or different kinds of art. Just post your stuff out there. Go on Twitter or X now, I guess, um, post your, your, stuff that you you're passionate about that you're working on and see if people start to notice and eventually you know for us we ended up doing a kickstarter and that's what got our attention that's what ended up being kind of like our first foot in the door um with getting our game out there back to blow the stone Mm -hmm. what
0: would what would uh what would you name as like your some of your inspirations i know you said you like dwarves um but if you were to like you know, and I'm sure this is like evolved and changed throughout the development process, but what are some like core things that like maybe you view maybe from your childhood or just in pop culture that you think have like influenced or impacted uh, the formula or the flavor of Below the Stone?
1: I think it it really was like the the I used to play like old NES games. The, The thing that that really inspired Below the Stone was like the old school games I used to play growing up where They were just completely unforgiving. You would, you would, you know, there were no, there were, they wouldn't hold their punches. They, you know, there's like this this eight year old kid playing on their Nintendo, and you know that kid would be screaming and throwing their controller across the room, and that was me, right? And I wanted to kind of recreate that a little bit, where you know, the the I think the the most fun you get from games is overcoming a very big challenge and and making it so you know that that's kind of what we're creating as game developers right like you're you're creating a, a this experience for people to get immersed in and for somebody to smash their keyboard or throw their controller or shout at their screen is kind of like they they were so immersed in what just happened that their their little virtual character died on the screen that they were screaming at their screen you know that this happened. And that's, that, I find that interesting. I find like, I, I wanted to create that kind of thing. If somebody ever screams at their screen because of Bull of the Stone, I know I we, we did the right thing. <laughs> Going off of that, um, what is kind of like the balancing process like for finding that perfect level of difficulty? Because clearly, if you just crank it to a million, then that's too much. But like, yeah. find, what's it like finding that sweet spot, balancing your game? I think finding the sweet spot, like, you see it in different kinds of games right there there's people there are games that are intentionally made to be insanely difficult to, to put it lightly right it's meant to be almost impossible for for below the stone we definitely don't want to do that and I think like we wanted it to be something where every player could kind of experience the game and and uh, learn their way through it at their own pace so we we decided to make the game where whenever there is a a upping the ante in difficulty, it's always the player's decision to get to that point. So, and you'll learn from it, right? So, the way we do it for Below the Stone is we have various rings of biomes that spawn from the, the middle of the map. And the player always spawns in the middle of this procedurally generated cave. And as you go out further and further and further to the edges, it's up to the player to actually go that distance, to go that far, and to traverse into more dangerous areas. So we always try to make it a player decision. It's not just like something that you, you sure, you can make mistakes and like accidentally walk into somewhere too difficult, but we want it to be something that you can learn for your next run okay i'm not going to do that again next time
0: i will say going off of that below the stone i if it was like i was having a i, I i've me and Cameron have both played the demo uh and uh thank you that uh that feeling that you get when you hit the extract button was like oh my god like here we go <laughs> like that was like kind of like the like thrill like holy shit like I, I wasn't expecting it at first and even on like fall, like subsequent like Uh, other runs whenever i hit the that that button to extract it's like oh my god it's like balls to the wall uh suddenly it gets extremely intense (laughs) um and you get that feeling of like screaming and i I feel i definitely like didn't make it out my first couple runs Uh, and when i did you know you do get that level of satisfaction um Mm -hmm. was that like was that extraction process in particular like is that like a focus for uh for
1: intensity I think it's important that we have some sort of like adrenaline rush at the end of any run. Now, I think right now the adrenaline rush is maybe a 10 when we want it to be like an 8 like an 8 or 7, right? <laughs> so, I think we're we're going to for our next demo that we're going to be launching for Next Fest, we're going to be addressing that. But we we want it to be where every time you're completing one of these runs, it's going to be a it's going to be this challenge to get out. We we always want to remind the player that like, hey, this isn't going to just be given to you for free. You're not just going to get out for free. The idea is there's always going to be some challenge that you have to face prior to escaping. Yeah, I think that's that's the best way to put it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely I like I, I'm scared when I hit the extract, but I'm like, all right, <laughs> I better make sure I'm full health and I have like some consumables ready because it's about yeah. to, like shit's about to hit the fan. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely get that uh level of difficulty in there. During the development process of the game, what were uh, what's been some of your favorite moments where you're like you've seen things click together in some way where it's like oh wow like this is really magical to see you know this music paired with like this level or this sound effect paired with like this action like has there been any big milestones that you think back on and you're like
1: uh, they stand out to you? I think the biggest milestones that stuck out to me were uh, to one one I can name off the top of my head was I learned a lot of Indie studios don't play test very often, or they kind of just wing it. And I would, I would, I made it a goal to play test very often with people. And I, I would do like a public sign up for our, our play testing. And the play test would literally be me. I would sit in a call with somebody. I would, I would schedule out an hour or an hour and a half. And I'd say, like, All right, I want you to share your screen. I want you to just play the game and tell me how you feel as you're playing it. And I remember doing this play test before we launched our demo, and somebody said that I would ask a few questions at the end. And I remember saying, "Hey, uh, so our hours running up," and the person was like, "Wait, we did an hour. It felt like fifteen minutes." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> that's a good thing. You know, like we we're clearly going in the right direction." And I remember another scenario like that happening where. We were at a convention. It was too many games in in uh, Philadelphia. We were in this indie section, and I remember there there was a a man who showed up, and he was like, um, "Oh, I I go to these things every year, and I'll I'll try to play all the indie games and get the high score on all the indie games, and I just make it my goal every year to like beat every indie game here." And he looked at Below the Stone, and he was like, "Man, you know, this isn't really my style game." Maybe I'll show up at, like, the end of the day or something, or when I got time, so, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And I was like, alright, cool, I appreciate you stopping by, I hope you enjoy the show. And then, um, he comes by, and he sits down, like, it's, it's probably, like, 4 p.m. or so, and he starts flying. And he's, <laughs> I didn't want to stop him, but he was, like, taking up the seat, first hour passes by, Second hour passes by. Third hour (laughs) passes by. And he's still going. And his friend walked away at this point. Like, his friend's just like, dude, I gotta see the rest of this show. I can't stand with you the whole time. And he's just playing and playing and playing. And the guy went until, like, 9pm. That's when the show closes every day. And he was like... He told me, he said, "Uh, can I save my character and show up tomorrow? And I said, I said, I can't promise you um, your character will be there, but if you show up early tomorrow, I'll try to keep your save for you. Like if, if somebody else takes your spot, they might need to delete, uh, to delete your save, but show up tomorrow early and you'll get it. The first like two minutes the show opens up, the guy like is walking up to us. Like I see him walking from across the convention center to us and he sits down plays another five hours. So <laughs> that was another point where I was like, all right, We got it. We we hit we hit exactly what we needed to do. That must be an incredibly satisfying feeling for a demo. Yeah, for like a a game that was like, for a we wanted our demo to always be that way. We wanted to be like you could play and then you're like shit. I got dinner and then I got work tomorrow, so I'll put it down. I'll play more tomorrow, and then next day comes around, you play some more. We wanted to be something that like, even though it's a demo, you can keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. It's not going to be like. Oh, your demo's up. Uh, thanks for playing. You know, you played it for ten minutes. It's over now. We want it to be something that you could keep playing and playing and playing. Well, looking
0: so looking forward. Like, do you guys have an idea for a release date, or do you keep that more fluid? Like, or is there a an aim, an aim right now? And I'm sure, I guess, I can like change it any point in the yeah, development process.
1: Yeah, that we have a name for our release date. I think right now, <laughs> we're talking early access. Um, early access. I think we would want to do. Um, either October or November. So right now we're, we're thinking a very hard Q4 um, release for Below the Stone. Uh, for, wait, did you say this year? This year, yeah.
0: Wow, awesome. So I guess like uh, my last question I'd love to ask is uh, what, what do you want gamers to take away from uh, their experience with Below the Stone?
1: So I think the experience I want people to step away with is this game is meant to be challenging. It's meant to be difficult, but it's all the things that we grew up on and we we want to kind of recreate an experience that we felt as kids growing up on games with this game and the big thing that that that's kind of what video games are about right it's it or or any work uh like any book any any source of media you're you're almost connecting with the person who is who is playing this thing and i think below the stone is all the little parts of our childhood, all the little parts of things we we grew up on. Um, and we kind of want to share that with the world in, in its own little way um, and and kind of like leave a little footprint where the roguelike genre has gone. So, yeah.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to share about Below the Stone before we uh, go out? Oh, and I I do have
1: another question after that. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess, like, this, this game, um, I, I feel like... Life is kind of like a roguelike where you make mistakes along the way, but you learn from them and you grow better and more prepared for your next attempt at something. I feel like Below the Stone is that sort of game. It's a lot like what people go through in their life, just in a package, a a small package uh, because it's a dwarf game. And you kind of get a, um, you know, a little, a little sense of just, like, uh, like, it's like watching a movie, you know, you watch it because you, you relate to the characters, you, this, that's what Below the Stone is, it's, you know, it's, it's you, but smaller. (laughs) (laughs) Cameron's also a dwarf guy, by the way.
0: Um, I am, yeah. So This, this definitely uh, resonated with me quite a bit. And then I should ask at the beginning, but could you give us the sales pitch? Like if you were talking to like, you know, like a five year old or something, like if you're just talking to someone and you're trying to explain what it is, like what the game is, how would, how, how would you pitch that?
1: Yeah. So below the stone is a pixel art roguelike about dwarves on the quest to the deepest depths, a place where each and every descent will lead to new adventures and where only the most determined dwarves with many lost lives will be rewarded. The hidden world lying below the stone. Yeah, I got that one. practiced. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, very (laughs) cinematic. Wow, it's like the beginning (laughs) of a movie. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Thanks for uh, thanks for talking with us, uh, Mike. It's been great to have you on here.
1: Oh, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm always I always love to talk with fellow dwarf fans. I always love talking with just talking about the game and just shooting the shit on you know this kind of stuff. This is uh, it was fun having a chat. So for everyone listening,
0: below the stone will be available quarter four of this year in an in early access. So yeah, and I, I have the demo available right now, which uh, you know me and Cameron have played, and it's great. And so if you're looking to get your hands on it right now, go ahead and uh, go to try out the demo.
1: Yep, just on Steam, you can get it right now.
0: Highly recommend it, everyone. Go go and support these guys; they're doing a great job. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, that'll wrap. That'll wrap it up for that interview.